Welcome back to another daily walk. I can say the last time I was in this very spot, it was a whole lot less crazy and crowded. So, uh, hey, summer's here, I guess. But uh, today we want to spend a little bit of time talking about this Black Lives Matter movement and this systemic racism and this trend that we're seeing in some areas where people are, are demanding folks bow down before them and apologize for years of systemic racism. And uh, I have to say, the Bible has a few things to say that are tangential to this. But before you jump out and say, hey, we're going to endorse Black Lives Matters, I will encourage you to go and look at their website and read it, particularly in the What We Believe section. Because particularly when you get down near the bottom, I'm okay if a group of people wants to stand up and say, hey, we want to stand up for the rights of our individual people. But that's not what Black Lives Matters movement is about. The movement itself is about a lot of social reform, including transgenderism, including the dis dissolution of the nuclear family. All of these are very clearly inside of their website. And uh, with that, we have to be very cautious before we jump on board. And I've seen a number of churches, including some of the larger churches in my own town, are also standing up trying to sit here and talk about how we can bridge the systemic racism in America. And the problem is, is we don't have this major systemic racism part in America. Remember that the president prior to our president was a black president. Okay, you don't become the president of a country with systemic racism. All right, we see all of these multi-millionaire uh, black folks who have very successful shows, very popular programs, who are all very wealthy and very successful. Apparently, they have not been deeply oppressed their whole life. And this is not to say that there's there are certainly some racist people out there, and that is bad. Particularly if you're a Christian, you should not be endorsing anything of the nature which would look to anything that separates you from a person, even swallow hard different faiths, different religions, different practices, because the scripture never calls us to that. Remember in uh, 1 Corinthians 6, Paul is looking at this variety of different sins and saying, hey, these are problematic things. Nevertheless, he is never concerned with transforming the culture. He is concerned with transforming the soul. Transforming the soul to love all people, to care for all people, to help all people, regardless or not if they believe in us. And guess what? That's also regardless or not of their religious ideas, regardless or not of their skin colors, regardless of not of their socioeconomic status. There is a lot to be said in this arena. And the fact of the matter is, racism has no part anywhere. But what has happened is the Black Lives Matter movement has jumped up. And if you say, well, I don't support Black Lives Matters immediately, oh, you must be a racist. No, because I've actually taken a look at their website. Have you, before you want to denounce me, have you went to their website and read it? You can see interesting things about they have this major desire to destroy the patriarchy, destroy the nuclear family, destroy cisgenderism, destroy, honestly, a lot of things that this country as a fundamental principle and most countries as a fundamental principle stand for, which the scripture is fairly silent on. So we shouldn't get behind this big movement without really understanding what their real goals are. Their real goals aren't about black lives. If they had, they would be denouncing the dissolution and the destruction of thousands of businesses owned by black 
owners, black people, who were doing very successful until rioters and looters went through in the name of causing civil change, destroyed those businesses. But what I want to go to and what I want to talk about here is this idea that people want other people to bow down to them and ask forgiveness for the things their ancestors did. And if you did not get a chance to see the clips of the people um, bowing down and worshiping to uh, black folks um, for the things that their ancestors have done, maybe these churches should have instead that day preached on Ezekiel 18. In Ezekiel 18, the word of the Lord came to me saying, What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers eat sour grapes, but the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, declares the Lord, you are surely not going to use this proverb in Israel anymore. Behold, all souls are mine, and the soul of the father as well as the soul of the son are mine, and the soul whose sins shall die. Now, this proverb, the... Fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. This is a, this is basically came out of, there's about five places in the scriptures. Two of them appear in the Ten Commandments and then uh, two, uh, three others appear throughout the rest of the, uh, the Old Testament law where basically there, there's a statement that says, I, I am the Lord your God and I am a jealous God and I visit the sins of the fathers to their children to the third and the fourth generations. So what was happening is there was this, this looking at this and saying, oh, well, this must mean that if I sin, my children are going to suffer the consequences of sin. And there is this idea and sometimes the Pharisees will look upon and, and um, accuse you based upon what your fathers did. And we've all experienced this. I've experienced this where... I remember this time in, in high school and my brother just finished, uh, he just graduated and he walks right on out of the, the graduation hall and he lights up a cigarette right in front of the band director and from that day the band director never said a thing to me because, oh, I just come from this bad family of horrible people. The, he was not interested in, in judging me on me or my merits or my character or my integrity or my attitude. He just looked at the whole family structure and that is a form of prejudice. Okay, we shouldn't have that form of prejudice. And we've all experienced that, no matter what our color, no matter what our race, no matter what our religion, no matter what our socioeconomic status, all of us have experienced this to a degree. But the scripture had this statement. Now, I have an entire article examining these statements, and I identify what they are, and it is, uh, it is called, um, oh, what's it called? I think it's called the Sour Grapes or something. I'll go ahead and put a link to it in the, in the description here. But... It goes into this, and Ezekiel 18 continues on. If a righteous, if a man is righteous and practices justice and righteousness, he does not eat the mountain shrines or lift up his eyes to the idols or to the house of Israel or defile his neighbor's wife or approach a woman during her menstrual period. If a man does not oppress anyone but restores to the debtors his pledge, does not commit robbery but gives his bread to the hungry and covers the naked with clothing, if he does not lend money on interest or take an increase, if he keeps the land his hand from iniquity and ex executes true judges, justice between man and man. If he walks in my statutes and my ordinances and does so ideally faithfully, and he is righteous, he will surely live, declares the Lord. So if you read through the rest of the chapter, and we're not going to read all of Ezekiel 18, what you see is he sets up this, this Punnett square, as it were, where you have the righteous father and the righteous son, the unrighteous father, the unrighteous son, the unrighteous father, the righteous son, the righteous father, the unrighteous son. 
to make this illustrative point that whoever sins shall be the one who dies. The idea here is that this idea of ancestral sin or this idea of ancestral payback or ancestral reparations is nonsense. That's what God is saying. God is saying you are accountable to what you have done. I am accountable to what I have done. We are all accountable to the things that we have done. It is nonsense for us to go back and start to look at individual people group. Is it not racist to go out into a white guy and say, you need to bow down because, because of what your people did to my people? No. Because I got news for you. Right now, a whole bunch of black people have white people as slaves in South Africa. And no one's really talking about that a whole lot. Okay, Not every white person had slaves. And even in America, a lot of black people had slaves as well. It's not, a, it's not an idea that we can simply look at the color of somebody's skin one way or the other and announce what is what. Because that's called racism. Now, I'm involved, as some of you know, I'm involved in the Linux community and the Gnome Foundation recently came out with this statement about racism and nobody can do anything. But they actually put in there, hey, if you're white or you're cis white or if you're not a, if you're not a homosexual and you feel like you've been discriminated against, don't come to us with a complaint because you can't be, pre someone can't be racist against you. Someone can't be prejudiced against you because you're white and you're you're cis and you have, you know, you have the position of privilege basically. And if you have the position of privilege, you can't possibly be discriminated against. That is utter nonsense. And that is the type of thing that the scripture forbids one way or the other. It doesn't matter if you're white on black or black on white. It doesn't matter. Every bit of it is considered racist if you are, uh, if you are making any stance on anybody for any purpose based upon the color of their skin or even of their faith or even of anything. So you say, well, you've mentioned this of your faith a couple times. Is this not a Christian channel? Yes, it is. But you have to understand, if you actually sit down and read the Bible, we are evangelical. That means that we will go out and tell you about our, our God. But there is never a requirement that you believe in our God for us to love you. It's not there. It's not in the scripture. And I got news for you. We as Christians are not capable of transforming your soul. Our task is to get out there and preach the gospel. Preach forgiveness of sins. Preach these things. It is God's job to transform the heart when one hears this and respond. That is what our task happens to be. So I got news for you. I... Under no circumstances, racism good, but I will not endorse Black Lives Matters because I've actually read what they believe and they believe in the destruction of the nuclear family. They believe in the, uh, in the suppression of the cis, uh, the cis gender situation. They are this massive organization with all of these social justice principles that the scripture is specifically about. Now, that doesn't mean we go out and rail against Black Lives Matters or any group, our task is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that all people have sinned, all people will be judged before God, and only when you bow your knee to God, confess your sins, and transform your heart by the renewing of your mind, can you really come to Christ. We have all sinned. We have all done bad things. We have all committed prejudices. We have all done these things. No matter what your color is, no matter your socioeconomic status, it doesn't matter. But for the love people, stop getting involved in this and stop giving credence to a movement that seems to be dominated by thugs because that's what seems to be occurring here. Now, that being said, I want to say front and foremost, God is your ultimate judge. 
are you right before him? Because that is what the important part is. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. And I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.